Hi, everyone. I'm Hannah. And I'm Barbie, Hannah's mom. And we, we saved you a spot! <laughs> That was so insanely that dorky. Is a li- that's, it's a little bit corny, but um, so we named our <laughs> podcast this week. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, okay, so we had a lot of great titles. What did you like? You liked... We Saved You a Seat. We Saved You a Seat. I really... Remember what sparked all this was um, I liked the podcast name, You Can Sit With Us. Mm-hmm. But then that almost... Well, A, there's a podcast that already exists called that. Was it a podcast or a Christian Bible study? No, no, no. That's We Saved You a Seat. Oh. But okay. You Can Sit With Us is a podcast name. Um, but so obviously we can use that. But then We Saved You a Seat was like that top selling Christian book that sold like 13 million copies. Yeah. But we liked We Saved You a Spot because how nice. it's almost like We Saved You a Seat. Yeah, no. <laughs> kind of. Except for to this because it doesn't mean you're at a table. It's wherever you are. Like if you see a friend it's like you can you can join us, you can be with us, but that doesn't feel very warm. But if somebody says we saved you a spot, like it's so different when somebody says like, you know, like you can come if you want, or like, hey, like we saved you a place, like we'd love for you to come. Yeah, like there's such a difference in like you can if you want, you know. Yeah, like dad, dad sometimes dad used to say you're welcome to join us, and it's like that's way different than. We'd like you. We ho- we want you to come yeah. join us. So anyway, that's why we picked We Saved You a Spot. And plus, it's a little biblical because, you know, we love God. And yeah. um, Mark 12, 30 and 31, you know, love God first. And then your, you know, neighbors yourself. And there's no greater commandment. These are the greatest commandments. And yeah. so we should always save a spot. Plus, there's this sweet lady at church the other day. And I think she's super cool. But okay. I don't want to ever like impose myself like, oh, sit here. But I thought, she's a widow, and I should be, hey, we saved you a place. Yeah. So anyway. It's so funny that you mentioned that, too, by the way. Um, I don't know if I ever told you. I, th- I think you might know about this gift. Um, but Casey, um, and for those of you who don't know, Casey's my husband. Um, for our first ever Valentine's Day, he made me the sweetest gift. And it was this pic. Do you know about this gift? No. Okay. It's really you well, don't remind me. Okay, so it's a picture of us that he got on this really hard poster board and it has a piece of wood at the top and then there, there's like a piece of twine so you can hang it, but around it, so he got that like professionally made. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he got it made, but he got it made and I thought that was really cool. But the coolest thing about that is he picked out all these different um, Bible verses about love and he hand wrote them all around the picture. Oh, wow. And that was for our first Valentine's Day and I thought that was so sweet. How long had you guys been dating? Um, let's see, like five or six months. Oh, that was really sweet. Yeah. I know Mario one time for Huli, he went. Mario's my brother. Mario's her brother. Yeah. Huli's his wife. (laughs) Anyway, when they were dating, they were at UCF and he went to the house she was living in with her girlfriends and had all these little sticky notes all over her room, what he liked about her and what he loved about her. And he put, and I thought that was really cool. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was sweet too. I love that. Sorry. So we, we love the love verses in the Bible. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of our favorite. So mm-hmm. um, speaking of love. Wait, what? Pause. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry because people can't see you right now. Um, I have to tell <laughs> you, there are like 40 different pieces of paper all around my mother 
And she told me that she's just like, she wrote down different things that she wants to talk about today. Um, So I'm going to be the organic person here and kind of feed off of her. And she is the very planned person, which honestly describes both of our personalities perfectly. Um, So if you hear us just randomly switch topics, I'm going to sound like Rush. Yeah, you're going to sound like Rush. Um, That's why, because she has these awesome pieces of paper all around her. Well, so, okay. Yes, I did do that because I like to plan more, but I didn't put them in an order. So we're going to do, remember, we're going to talk about God, family, politics, ambitions, motivation. And um, we took suggestions from a lot of you this week. Um, You posted underneath a picture of us when we're being silly in the car of things you wanted to talk about. And so we, we tried to go along with that. Right. And along with that, people asked us to talk about military life. I think we kind of covered that last time. We did. But the thing is, you can't just say, okay, here's military life. It's our life. We've lived it for, well, dad for 33 years and me, it's 33 minus six, 27. Yeah. So the age of me. Oh, wait. We've been married 30 years. But that's because he, well, because he. Oh, because he's been out He's been out for like, what, four or five years? It's still like he's in. When they've been in that long, nothing changes. <laughs> he treats co- coaching track just like that. Oh, I know. But anyway, so I was thinking about this one time, and you'll love this memory. Okay. And you'll, it'll be a happy surprise. Do you remember when Dad and I watched the movie Click? I mean, I also watched it, but yes. Yeah, and he was going out to sea, and he was supposed to go out for six months, and that partic- particular deployment ended up being like eight months. It was very It was very eight long. and a half, wasn't it? Probably. It was really long. But anyway, he watched the movie Click, and we were living in the Pacific Northwest. We had this house in the middle of the trees. And for those of you who don't know what the movie Click is, it's this movie with Adam Sandler where he has a um, universal remote. And, you know, most universal remotes just like can control your lights and can control your TV and the fans and things like that. But this universal remote that Adam Sandler had could control like actual life and could stop time and fast forward and rewind. And it was interesting. Yeah, but... So, sorry. No, 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 you're doing great. And because the thing is that... Well, and it might have struck me because I was the mom and you were the kiddo. Yeah. So it struck me that, man, he's just fast forwarding through everything. And you know you know how people say, oh, tomorrow or when I get to this point in life. Yeah. And he's going to do this and that. Well, dad had always promised you to build you a tree house. Right. And then he was getting ready to go on this long deployment. How old were you? I honestly was like 11 or 12. Yeah. So you um, were getting on the older end of age to have a treehouse right. already. Well, and in the movie Click, tell what happened. Well, he fast forward through his whole life. And, and he it, never finished that treehouse. He never finished the treehouse. He ended up not having a great relationship with his children. Yeah. And the things that he thought he valued, there's a saying, later on in life, the small things become the big things. Right. And at 61 years old, I can tell you, I believe that. I mean, some happy memories of mine are reading stories and how, you, remember in your bunk bed, you used to always put a happy books up Yeah, because I would have nightmares. <laughs> so I'd like to wake up to the happy picture book. Yeah, because we, we lived in the woods. So anyway, let's talk about this movie click and what, what your dad did. Right. He built the tree house. I came home from work. But ha- take, tell how, how dedicated he was to oh, this. very dedicated. He was like three days from going on deployment. Mm-hmm. It was pouring rain. It was like 50 degrees outside. Oh, and it was colder than that. Was it? His hands were so numb. And I they get, were like that pruny white color. Yeah, because I get home and you're pra- from work and you're practicing piano. And I'm like, I see him, his car in the driveway. Honey, where's dad? Yeah. He's outside. He's building me a tree house, mom. And he's just out there hammering away. 
And he's so excited and he is numb. He's so cold, but he's got... And for my dad at that time to have gotten so cold, he was like 280 at the time. He was not a small guy. Like he had enough fat to like keep him warm. Yeah. To be fair, he's six foot. He was six foot four at the time. He's a little shorter now. But I mean, like I wasn't calling dad fat. I just mean he had enough like fat to keep him warm. And he he typically, like he's that guy that would wear shorts in the snow. Yeah. But well, let's talk about this tree house because it was Oh my goodness. He wired it. He had a lock on the door and it was in the middle of the trees, but the trees were over kind of a ravine Mm -hmm. and there was a slide because now you've never seen Goonies. You have to watch Goonies. I think I Because I, re- I always refer to this house as our Goonies house. Okay. Because we were on a, only a third of an acre, but we had a stream going by. We had um, a rope swing that swung out over the ravine. We had this slide long, long. It's one of those Well, old, we had that property next to us too. Yeah. We did buy that later, but we had this slide that went down to the creek and it yeah. was one of those old slides. Mm-hmm. Well, the stand was taken off, so the slide just went down the ravine. But anyway, he wired this for you. He it was so cool. Had and like, the, do you remember roof? the clear roof was so my favorite part? That light. was so yeah. cool. Yeah. And then, you could look at the stars um, at night. Not the, I, I, sorry for that loud noise. That was my pen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I was truly amazed. I thought it was. So incredible. And I know probably like 11 or 12 seems old for a tree house, but I was, you know, I think nowadays kids don't really get to be kids. And I, some people might call me naive now, but like I truly lived at the age I was supposed to be living. I wasn't doing like TikTok dances or like I didn't have social media or anything like that. I didn't have a cell phone. No, but we were really purposeful because I know there were some kids in, in our area that they were growing up really fast and you would fuss at me about it. And I'd say, no, I want you, you know, you're, you're 11 now. I want you to be 11. And then I want you to be 12. I want you to be whatever age you are so you can fully enjoy that. And then when you get to those other ages, then you actually appreciate those things. And you have things to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. So tell about all the rest of the cool things in the treehouse. So we went and we went and bought paint for like, you know, that paint that somebody, a mismatch paint that they're getting rid of. Like that they get rid of, like that is in the, the discount area. And it's like, Little small things of paint. Yeah, but it was super, super cheap, like almost giveaway. Like $4, maybe. well, probably less than that. But they would tint it whatever color, and you're like, oh, I want this one hot pink. Oh, I want this blue. Blue, and you had greens. And then you and your girlfriends went in there, and you guys painted it. I think you guys painted that thing every month. Oh, my gosh, it was amazing. You would tape it off. You'd have hearts and flowers, and I got crazy old but sheets we made sure to, to have curtains. Like, well, and not only the curtains, what also was cool is, okay, do you remember the like hippie curtains that it would be like strings, but it would have beads on it? Oh yeah. Do you remember out of yarn and like actual beads, I made hippie curtains. Oh yeah. And then Nana. <laughs> okay. So Hannah has, we have a dear friend that lives down the road and um, she worked at a big carpet warehouse and she came home with this huge piece of carpet for Hannah's tree house. And so she laid carpet. Hannah, I just gave, helped yeah, her. Yeah. She it up asked there. for the measurements. Yep. And then she had me lay it down. But after a few months, it started to get mushrooms like yeah, growing out of mushrooms. It. So then we it had to so take sad. it out. Finally. Yeah. But then after that, I painted, um, blue and pink checkerboard flooring on it. And then I, we painted our hands and our feet and we made like little imprints around it. Oh yeah. And you and your girlfriends would sleep out there. Yeah. And what we would do, because we had, it was like a, a daylight basement and a main floor. And then we slept and had bedrooms up on the third floor. And I I had floodlights all around so I could illuminate the whole wilderness. And so <laughs> I'd turn the lights on at night when they'd go out to get in their, their fort and they'd take their sleeping bags. And 
Hannah would call, okay, mom, you can turn the lights out. And I'd turn it oh, out. Yeah, I would get to take either my mom's cell phone or my dad's cell phone for the night so that I could call them. Yeah. And so I might get a call. Or we might have had walkie talkies. Uh, was we it? had both. I don't know. But anyway, you'd call me, mom, we have to go to the bathroom. Will you turn on the floodlights? So I'd go out on my, my deck and turn on the floodlights. Well, and normally we would have just squatted in the woods, but because it was nighttime, yeah, no. we weren't risking it. No, no. <laughs> Remember the cougar story from last week? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. So anyway, that was pretty cool. And, Should we um, talk about the toboggan time since it kind of leads into that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I have this friend, Riley, and she and I would get into mischief. Not bad mischief, just like, you know that no fear that like toddlers have? Yeah. yeah um, we had that as, um, again, like 10 or 11 year olds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we had, you know, that to- toboggan. It was a snow toboggan because where we lived, we'd get snow and it was super fun. We'd get snowed in. You know, we had a wood stove. Yeah, but this was summertime. Yeah, it was summertime. So, so remember that slide we were just talking about? Um, mm-hmm. It was one of those really old timey metal slides that gets hot in the summer, you know, and burns you mm-hmm. if you go down. Well, this was like summer leading into autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Riley and I were, you know, just having to get fun being kids. And there was this log in front of the slide that would, you know, essentially stop us from going down the very steep incline. Like, I don't know if you guys know this. It was basically like a cliff behind our house. Not a cliff, but it was like at a, I don't know, I would say 70 degree angle. I feel like that's true. No, that is true. Yeah. Wait. No, more than that. Okay. Tell the story. Sorry. It doesn't matter. Guys, it was really steep. (laughs) Um, anyway, so there was this log there and it was supposed to stop us. So like when Riley and I would go down together, we would put this toboggan on the slide, but Riley, um, was a little more cautious than I was. And she would have her hands on the side of the slide. So we wouldn't just fly down it. Well, she left. Not Hannah. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she left. And within two minutes, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. I want to go fast. And no, no helmet. No, of course not. Are you kidding? But you had a braid clear down to your fanny. I know. Back then. Um, anyway, so I go by myself on this toboggan down the slide, which the slide is what, like, I don't know, probably like 20, 25 feet long. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was long. It was really long. Um and because we were going slow earlier, we didn't go through the log. What we didn't know is that log had dry rot. <laughs> and so it was a really thick, thick log. But if a, if a log has dry rot, it is not sturdy. <laughs> and so I, I'm going quickly down the slide. And then I, I, I bust through that log. I bust through yet another log that also had dry rot. And I, go, I went all the way down to the bottom into the creek and... It was horrible. I sprained my ankle. I was like sobbing because I couldn't move. And, and lived, I landed in the creek. <laughs> and we lived on, on this creek. Everybody, the back of their houses butted up to the creek and the sound just traveled through the gully. And, but um, you couldn't hear because you were inside. I was inside, but Papa heard. Yeah, so Riley, Riley's Papa heard. And he, at the time, how old was he? Like 65, maybe? I don't, I don't know, but he came fast. He came so fast. He went all the way down to the bottom of the creek. He carried me all the way up and into the house and he helped me and he brought me to you. He was so sweet. Yeah. No. And and then he <laughs> told you you couldn't go down the the slide in your table. Yeah, I love anymore. that he he made that executive <laughs> decision. He's like, You're not doing this anymore. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. Why were you doing that? No, he was darling and, and 
Nana and Papa, they were Riley's grandma and grandpa, but they were, they're yours forever for yeah, life. They 100%. always took you under their wings. So. Yeah. So that's just like a little, little side trail there. No, that's a little glimpse into um, the military dad hurrying because he was going to be gone for what ended up to be yeah. eight and a half months. And it was magical. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was magical. It was wonderful. Um, Let's see what one of your papers says. Okay, so just wrapping up the military, one last military story, and I'm sure a lot of military Oh, are you going to tell dads, what story, I think? Probably. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of military families out there that have had it a lot harder than we have, but when Turn Hannah- Turn your mic a little bit more towards you. When Hannah was, um, I want to say- no, like angle it. Seven or eight years go. old. Yeah. Um, dad was leaving- and this was the first time you realized he was leaving and he wasn't going to be back for a really long time. And you guys had said your goodbyes and you're kind of crying and you're just sobbing at the window of the van. And I called him and I'm like, and, and was this in San Diego? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're, and I called him, I'm like, babe, you got to come back. You got to come back and help her through this. I remember that. I couldn't even like breathe. I was so sad. Yeah, no. And so, we figured out a way around it and I always saved up special things to do like I think a lot of military families do but the trickiest thing and then we'll flip to my side of it and and dad's side of it the trickiest thing is I would be in charge and then dad would come home and he would want to be in charge Mm -hmm. because he is my father yeah and he's old school and used to being in charge of a lot of stuff and I'd be like this is not working yeah. The kids are confused. You're going to have to let me just stay in charge. Yeah. You know, you can, you can be the fun guy and I'll call you up if I need a, need a heavy hitter. Right. And it ended up working really well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your mic is like, so here, angle it up a little bit. Am I too? And b- like, b- that's perfect. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Okay, perfect. Anyway, so I that's want, that. I want to make sure people hear you. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that. So um, you want to see what else I have on here? I do. Okay. Um. We're going to talk about homo dofo. Oh, my gosh. Do people care about homo dofo? I don't know, but they keep asking about it. So don't tell people our secret. You, they don't get to know how to speak it. If you don't practice it, you don't know how to speak it. That's not true. Kylie, our, my niece, my mom's granddaughter, she understands all of it. But she can't speak it. And if we speak it fast, she cannot. So for those of you who haven't heard it before, if you listen to the Mark K show, you know about homo dofo. Yeah. Um, you heard Hannah and I speak it. Mark hears us speak it sometimes. <laughs> and it's like our little secret language that only our family knows how to speak. And um, people wanted to learn how to do it. So we're going to talk it for a minute. And our, Not for uh, long, though, because that can't be interesting. No, it can't be interesting. Bofet, ofai, kofen, tofak, lofai, dofis. Ofen, yofu, kofen, ofen, dofer, stofen, rofite. Yofai, ofai, kofen, ofen, dofer, stofen, yofu, vofer, ofi, ofi, zofolofi. Okay, so I just said, I can talk like this and you can understand, right? And I said, yes, I can understand it very easily. And so here's all the secret. It was the, when I was in the eighth grade, the high school cheerleaders in Tenino did this language. And all it is, yeah, all it is, is OF, but not, not the of sound, but the OF sound before every vowel. So like A- like A is ofe, hat is ho fat, can <laughs> is cofan, and then each syllable like um, doggy, dofa, gofi. Yep. Break up, break up the consonants in like the middle. Mom would be mofam, mm-hmm. Hannah would be ho fanofa. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you practice it, and all of a sudden it clicks in, and it's been handy for our family, especially at the nail salon. 
Oh, I was bad one day. So one day Hannah and I were at the nail salon and we, we love all the people that we do our nails. We also feet. That should be said. Yeah. And I'm a size 10. My mom is shorter than me, but she's a size, are you a size nine or nine? Yeah, and I'm, a half? I'm a nine. Yeah. But one day we were at the nail salon and it really hurts our feelings when we're there and the ladies are speaking, I think Vietnamese, Vietnamese yeah. typically Vietnamese. And we're always really sweet to them, but they're talking and they look at us and then they laugh and they laugh and it's like, okay, this feels a little right up there with whispering. <laughs> and so Hannah and I, we just, now when we go to the nail salon, if they do that, we just start We speaking. don't do it as a rule. It's just if they do that specifically. If they do that specifically. And one day I was alone at the nail salon recently. Stop, this killed me. <laughs> and I called and they were speaking it and I was just like in, invisible feet. You know, I, I'm there with my feet and the rest of me is invisible. And I called Hannah and I just got her machine, but they didn't know. And I started talking <laughs> it. For 40 seconds. And then Hannah calls me back. Mom, did I just miss a call from you? No, I said, did you just leave me a message in Homodofo? Is that what it was? And she goes, can you speak Homodofo right now? And I go, sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what go, that's all about. I go, What's wrong? Yeah. So it's it's fun. It's our language. We don't know unless Kathy Harris, if you're out there, or Jody Essency um, from Tenino, if you can still speak it. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, mom, so that's fun. hilarious. I think so. Um, okay. Okay. So we're done through Homo Dofo. Yeah. We'll do one more thing, and then we're going to slide into a few politics, maybe. Okay. Great. Because what's the other thing? All right. Also, you stole the pink pen. I was wondering. Do you want the pink pen? No, no, it's okay. I bought these cool pens. They're like calligraphy pens and they're a wide tip or narrow pit tip. And I'm like, do you want these? They're really fun to write with. They're really cute. Oh, also, thank you for the egg bites earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that'll segue right into what we're doing. Oh, (laughs) okay. Perfect. So Hannah and I really try to, her more so than me, but I got to get on it. Oh my gosh. Mom, you're so tiny and cute. Mm. It's a struggle. I've always struggled with my weight. When I had my babies, um, my best weight is 125. I'm oh five gosh, foot six and a half. Oh my gosh. I don't even care. Okay. I'm. This is the cool thing. There's right. a poem called When I'm Old, I Shall Wear Purple. It's kind yeah. of about embracing when you're older, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody. And it's okay. Okay. So anyway. Wait, did you say your goal, your ideal weight is 125 to 130? Yeah. You look anorexic at 125. I, I feel good. And plus, because then... All those bumps don't stick out. It's just You'll like, look like Dolly Parton if you're 125. <laughs> I, I could only Which be I, so don't lucky. Don't get me wrong. Everyone, please don't come after me. I think Dolly Parton is so sweet. She is beautiful. Anyway, so you have recently lost 75 pounds. Your blood yeah. pressure went from 210 over 105. Okay, but that was still a crazy instance. It that scared happened. It was right after the show. Yeah, her blood pressure goes up after and during the show sometimes. Yeah. And which is what affects my IBS. <laughs> and I call, and I, and I, and I was talking to her on the phone. I'm like, Hannah, you're either going to have to get a different job or lose weight to get your blood pressure down. Yeah. And so she had researched it and she came up with, well, I didn't come up with it. Casey did. Casey did. And he Casey doesn't go, care if she's heavier or not. Casey no, really doesn't care. No, but he knows care. how important it is to me. Yeah. Um, that's what's so sweet about him. Like he loved me at my heaviest, like. That's how he fell in love with me. He's just so great. Anyway, um, but yeah, he had heard about the carnivore diet on Joe Rogan's podcast um, with Dr. Ken. I think it was with Dr. Ken Berry. I don't know if it was Dr. Ken Berry or if it was with um, 
I think Jordan Peterson's daughter does it as well. But somebody on Joe Rogan's podcast did, um, does carnivore and that's how he learned about it. And he had like researched it a lot and he had known that like all these restricted diets I've tried in the past, I just couldn't stick to because I wasn't feeling, um, I hate this word. Okay, say it. Satiated. <laughs> Mom loves that. that word. She uses it all the I time. Use it. But yeah, the diets I was trying, I just, I didn't feel satisfied. And so I was cheating on them. Like we tried some dumb watermelon diet. That didn't last. The papaya uh, diet. Papaya? Oh, that was more for your IBS though. Anyway. Yeah. Carnivore, the MMA fighters use it a lot. And then you it can grow weight and you build muscle. Yeah. Cause it's important. Protein's important. So, um, and we try really hard. I don't know if you still do this to use organic range. I do the range. best I can, but groceries are really expensive yeah. right well, now. Well, Casey hunts. And so he yeah, had a have, freezer full of meat organic, at one time. But some of it's freezer burnt. So if it's freezer burnt, it's just yeah, no, not good. There, you can only add so but much yeah, garlic. Like he made like in... I don't know what kind of shoulder, if it was an elk shoulder or what the other day, but he made some pretty good brisket out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, com it was completely organic and super good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the carnivore diet. It was crazy. I was, should I tell them what I like ate one day? I told you what I ate from Wawa and like, it was like normal for me. What was that? Remember I used to go to Wawa and I just like <gasps> didn't oh, yeah. think, okay guys, it's, yeah, that it's, was so bad. It, it was so horrible. I didn't even like I'm an emotional eater. I will admit that. Now I'm not. I, I really don't think I am. I think I've really combated that. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a time where like food was like really one of the only things that was bringing me joy just because I was stressed all the time. I was working those three jobs. I was, you know, trying to like work on all these other things, but I was gaining so much weight because I just ate like crap. <gasps> Sorry. I ate like poop. Is that better? <laughs> Goodness. Um... So like, for instance, one day at Wawa, I got a whole buffalo chicken sub, like fried tenders and everything. What? A whole? Not a half? No, not a half. Are you kidding me? And you with ate like, all the bread? With like provolone. Yeah, this is before the, remember? Oh my before gosh. Before the diet. Okay. With provolone and like with ranch and like all the good things on it. Ate the entire thing. I got like a pint of ice cream. I got a cookie, a brownie, an ooey gooey bar, um, four pinwheels. <laughs> Who does that? I was addicted to Did food. Did you think you were buying food for a couple of days when you bought it? No, I didn't think I was buying. I mean, maybe I lied to myself and said that, but like, no. Gosh, that would even, that would just be a lot of work. I'd be exhausted trying to eat all that. Yeah. Well, and I didn't, I didn't usually finish it all, but like I'm an indecisive person. So I like to have like a little bit of everything, but then I would just end up eating it all. Like I would tell myself, okay, I'm only going to eat half of this buffalo chicken sandwich no, no, or buffalo chicken sub. And I would eat it all. Lord have mercy. It was insane. It was like at least 3,000 calories. Oh, and then I would get like, you know, like the Nerds Bites candy. I would get that too. It was, Nerds aren't even good. Oh no, the Nerds. And they're messy. The Nerds can't, gummies are. They're pretty good. Are they? But okay. um, it, it was insane. I don't eat that much probably in four days. No. Well. And I mean, I don't eat any of that Dad now. Dad would be upset with me now because if he bought me that sub, I would say, do you want my bread? You wouldn't even eat that side because the chicken was breaded. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Um, and so, like, that was a typical day for me. Uh, you know, like, I would say even a year ago. Yeah. And then I tried all these different diets because I, I didn't want to be fat. I was just so addicted to food. Well, and... If and you, incredibly addicted to sugar. If you watch, what's the movie I told you? Sugar Coated. Go on. It's on YouTube. If you want to watch a movie about the sugar industry, there's a, a movie documentary called Sugar Coated. Yeah. 
And sugar is extremely addictive. Yeah, it's it's just insane. So then and Casey, not good for you. Casey showed me um, all about the carnivore diet. So I started reading about it and he was really helpful. Wait, can I interrupt myself? I said sugar's not good for you. Refined sugar. Excuse me. Okay, continue on. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so I, uh, he started cooking for me. And what the carnivore diet is to us, and we didn't do strict carnivore because strict carnivore is like, it's just too hardcore for me. I was never going to be that way. But yeah. what I did was, um, was animal products, so meat mm-hmm. and animal byproducts. Mm-hmm. So um, whole milk, or not, not whole milk, but um, heavy whipping cream. Things like that. For your coffee or whatever. Yeah, for and I would have, yeah, coffee and then butter. And I I would have, my treat (laughs) was unsweetened Greek yogurt. And the way that I would make it delicious is I would add a teensy, teensy, teensy bit of um, vanilla extract, uh, a little bit of monk fruit and cinnamon. And that was, if I really needed a dessert, that's what I would have. And it was amazing. So tell how much weight you lost. So with carnivore, I did it for what, five, <laughs> four or five months, four months. And you made it through the holidays, which I was impressed. Well, I had started to do keto by, by the holidays. Well, by, yeah, by, by Thanksgiving, I had done keto. Okay. Um, but I, I, I was still just staying really, really, really low carb. Um, but it was pretty incredible. I lost 50 pounds with carnivore. And then, and then I was like, okay, the, the, the big amount of my weight is off. Um, and I know we're saying weight guys, but for me, it really was about health in -hmm. addition to that. Um, I mean, for how I feel weight for my actual internal body health, um, because people that say like, it's not about your weight. That's great for you. For me, it is about my weight. I I hated being that way. You weren't having fun either. You weren't healthy and you weren't having fun. Yeah. And now- And I lived at the beach. Like I wanted to You live two blocks from the beach. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I wanted to feel, go to the beach. Yeah. Feel comfortable in my swimsuit and things like that. Yeah. Um, you did great. Yeah. And so- Plus I, you were hoping to get pregnant someday. So, you know, you wanted to be healthy so you didn't get into any rough situations with that. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I really think that that was insanely healthy. And I know people were worried about my nutrients, but more than anything, like, gosh, I couldn't have been any more unhealthy. Um, and now did I tell you the other day wow. I took, um, cause now guys, I just, I, I say I'm keto, but I'm not really low keto. I'm, <clears throat> I'm more just, I'm low carb, I eat tons of vegetables. Um, and the fruit I eat, um, I typically eat seedy fruit cause it's really high in dietary fiber. And the way that I count my carbs is that I take, um, the total carbs and then I subtract the dietary fiber from it. And that's how I get my carbs. It's net carbs. Um, Wait, what was I going to tell you? Well, you were saying something fun you did the other day, but while you're thinking of it Wait, I'll... no, don't do that to me because then I'll never remember it. Oh, well, remember it. Well, no. Okay, the other day... Something. You eat a ton of vegetables. I do eat a ton of vegetables. And but... you eat fruit with seeds. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's, it's not gone. coming back. That's it, fine. It might come back to you. But so you've lost another 25 pounds. So you lost a total of 75 pounds. Right. Since last June 18th. 17th, 18th? That's what- It doesn't matter. I don't know. Nobody even cares. Anyway, so that's what you have done. It's been encouraging to me. um, Speaking of low carb. Yeah, because I like to eat. Yeah. It's great. Speaking of low carb things, we're going to a cornbread festival that we talked about a little bit on the Marquet (laughs) show. Yeah. So 
I promise you, I'm going to have some carbs at the cornbread I festival. I know. We're going to have to, we're going to have to, oh, that's what I didn't, that, I remember. Okay. Sorry, guys. Flashback. So remember my resting heart rate was even horrible. It was <gasps> like, it it had gone up to like 110 beats per minute, which, you know, healthy is between 60 and 100. Oh yeah. Do you know I took my resting heart rate yesterday morning? Uh-huh. It was, guess what? I'm not I couldn't begin to 63 guess. 63 beats me. per minute. Listen, you were almost dead. I mean, granted, I hadn't had any food yet. And so like my heart rate wasn't super quick. I hadn't had any caffeine, anything like that. And you hadn't talked like to me on the phone yet. True. True. And I had just woken up. But how encouraging. No. 63 beats per minute. So I, because I, I, we have this little pull socks um, thing for your finger. Because uh-huh. Casey bought it when I had COVID because he was worried about my oxygen. Oh, he's um, so sweet. He's so sweet. So I was like, beat that. And he put it on his finger. <sighs> he's at 59 beats per minute. <laughs> Casey's just chill. He's so chill. He's the least stressed out person ever. If I did ever. that to dad, dad wakes up on adrenaline. I know. He's like that guy that wakes up and, oh, who's the guy he listens to? Oh, David Goggins. He wakes up like David. Are you David. impressed that I'm I impressed. I, by the way, if you want to be inspired, listen to any YouTube videos by David Goggins. If you're offended by that one particular naughty word. Is it the F word? Um, Yes. You, you can't listen to it because I don't think David Goggins can talk without it. But he is inspiring and encouraging. Yes. Okay. So that was, yeah. Cornbread. Cornbread. Cornbread festival. Oh my gosh. Mama, so we, we rented. I was going to get us a hotel. We're going to, it's by Nashville. It's called um, South Pitts. Wait, by, is that by Nashville? I thought it was yeah. near Chattanooga. Is it? No, I think it's by Nashville. No, I think it's by are you Go, sure? You Google it while I'm talking. Okay. Because I want to tell, we're going, it's it's South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and it's seven hours and three minutes from Hannah's work. So we're going to go when she gets off work on Friday and we rented, I was going to get us a hotel and Hannah's like, no, I want to get somewhere cute. So we have this rustic little cabin that we rented and um, we're going to go and I love, and I think you do to a degree, cast yeah. iron. I I. Uncle Monty gave me that gift to love cast oh iron. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. Also, Mark called us old for loving cast iron, but yeah. No, cast iron's cool because, you know, in the olden days, Grandma Dodge told me when I was a little girl that aluminum is really bad for you to cook in it, to let food sit in it, so that's bad. And all the Teflons that people it's cook. It's not close to Nashville. It is close to Chattanooga. Okay, fine, you win. <laughs> so anyway, I, okay. I didn't look at the map yet. Um, wait, did, I'm sorry. I got distracted because I was looking at the map. You told them about the... the um, Beautiful cabin that we got. Yeah. The one, it's like a little studio cabin. Yeah. It's so cute. Are it's, we sharing a bed? Yes. All right. So you can Hope you brought your jammies. <laughs> I'm going to bring my footy pajamas. <laughs> you want your Bucky's ones? Yeah. My Bucky pajamas. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, sorry. Back to you. Back to what you were saying. No, and I was just talking about um, the cast iron because yeah. I was talking about the cover, the coatings on a lot of the, the pans these days, you yeah. know, that that's poison and... I like to be healthy. They say it can affect like men's, um, they're little fishies. swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not good. No. Well, and well, and I think something to do like, it, it, like there's like cancer causing or like carcinogens or something mm-hmm. in those nonstick pans. Yeah. So a little bit we don't use them, but they're not great. Um, if I had all cast iron, I currently have stainless steel with copper and those are good. Oh, I like those. Yeah. Those are good. But, um, I yeah, have lodges quite a, American made. Yeah. Lives for like 105, 110 years. And some people have been saying that some lodges made in China. And I was reading up on that. Is it? 
But it's just the cast iron. They send it after it's been made to to put the ceramic coatings on it. There's some different ceramic coatings or different coatings on it. We'll know more because we're planning to go. Because we ain't buying that China-made stuff. No, no, but we're (laughs) going to go on the tour and see them make cast iron. Um, It's the only time, I think, once a year that Lodge opens up their factory for tours. So is the Cornbread Festival at Lodge? It's in the South Pittsburgh. Okay. And so is this separate? Oh, oops. Whoa. Is it, sorry, I dropped my pen cap. Is it separate from the Cornbread Festival we're going to? It's kind of, I don't think it's a big town. I don't know. Okay. I've never been hey, there before. Can you chill with your phone, please? It's, it's, <laughs> it's going off the alarm at grandma's house. So my mom lives in Washington state uh-huh. and we are 3000 miles away here in Florida. And my brother just got home from a trip and grandma's outside mowing the lawn on her riding mower. Of she's going to she be and her 84. John Deere. Yeah, she's going to be 84 and she's riding on her John Deere <laughs> and she's zipping around. And so all the cameras at her house are making my phone go off right now. Oh my goodness. That's but so at funny. At least I can see grandma and what she's doing. Wait, what? do you want to know what's happening on? Wait, where the heck is the Saturday schedule? What are you talking Mom, about? What? I was looking at the schedule of events for mm-hmm. the Cornbread Festival. Mm-hmm. And, oh, 25th through 30th. Well, it doesn't. No, it's online. I'll send it to you. We'll Well, do that later. No, I think this would be cool for people to hear about. Okay, you can look at that because I want to talk about something that really bothers me. What really bothers you? Okay. Are we not talking about the Cornbread? We're done with Cornbread Festival. Unless you care to. We'll share about the Cornbread Festival. No, it's cool. We don't got to talk about it anymore. Okay. So something happened that really frustrated me. What? That. Joe Biden signed into law or signed a bill, whatever you want to call it. You probably know all the fancy he got the words. Um, he signed it. That they're going to start charging more interest on loans oh. for people with good credit. Yeah. Okay. Did you so, see that? Yeah. What was the qualifier? It was. Um, <coughs> I printed it off. So oh, sorry for me, that cough. Let me find it because. So. When you it kids was were all insane. growing up, I always taught you about finances and budgets and how important good credit was. And when you guys were like 17, I took you to get credit cards and I'm like, and I would, I would watch it like a hawk oh, to, yeah. make, to make sure you were paying it. And um, it, like you saved money, always you save money from the time you were little. Yeah, well, and you even, any money that we got growing up, uh, no matter what, half of it had to go into our savings account. No matter mm-hmm. what money we got, no matter where it came from, if it was our birthday, if we earned it mowing lawns, no matter what, it half of it, at least at minimum, went into a savings account. Yep. And uh, that way you could buy a house someday. And by the time you were, well, you came to work for this show, mm-hmm. would you have like an 805 credit score? Yeah. For when you were like 23? Yeah. When I say this show, the Mark Hay show, because we yeah, when I was like 23, it was, it was just over 800. Yeah. And, and um, it fluctuates when we buy and sell houses, but not too much. Yeah. And, and I told you, you need to do that because you'll have um, a better uh, insurance premium rate. You know, they'll, you'll have to pay less for insurance and you right. can get a house more easily. But recently, well, they, and 
Oh, sorry. No, I'll, I'll read it. This is what um, this is what it says. The Federal Housing Financing Agency, which oversees federally backed home mortgage companies, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, has long sought to give consumers more affordable housing options. But those who work in the industry believe the new rules will only serve to frustrate and confuse people. But what what it does is experts believe that the borrowers with a credit score of about 680 would pay around $40 more per month on a $400,000 mortgage under the rule from the Federal Housing Finance Agency. And this goes into effect May 1st. Well, but what was the other score? Because hmm. it was like, I, I want to say it was like 150 point difference. So I, I thought it was like somebody who had the 650 credit score versus a 500 credit point credit score. You know, Hannah, I haven't looked that deeply. Okay, cuz I have it because it was a 1 per, it was um 1% versus 1.75%. It's just what really frustrates me and I always in all things to do with money, I always think aggregately. So basically, if people um with that higher credit score pay on $400,000, which is a modest home in the area we live in. Yeah. Um, it'd be hard. You'd be hard pressed actually in Nocatee to find one for 400000 But $400 more per month, that's $400. per month? No, $40 more per month. So that's $480 a year. Yeah. So let's round it to 500 So that's how much over 10 years? 1000 for two years. So $5,000 over 10 years. It's insane. Just on interest alone. So on a so 30 like, year, that's $15,000 in ex additional interest if you carry a 30-year mortgage all the way out. You know, ish, I, I rounded up. Yeah. But what what's insane to me is, and, and my percentages could be completely wrong. Um, I just remember briefly reading it. Um, but what is absolutely mind-boggling is, so now these people that have worked really hard, like for instance, me, I worked insanely hard to keep my credit good. Mm -hmm. I have never once had a late um, credit card payment. And that meant that I like didn't pay, like didn't, didn't buy, didn't have fun, didn't do these other things, worked extra to make sure that I at least at bare minimum made the minimum payment. I never, ever, ever knock on wood for future, but I never missed you know, a credit card payment. And that wasn't with the help of you. I mean, like with you subsidizing me so I didn't make a payment. That was because you told me how important it was. Well, that, and this, that is, I didn't this miss is socialism. Yeah, that is, that is completely like, that is, that is the start of socialism. So like, what is, what is the payoff for these people that are similar to me, that are similar to you, that what's the payoff for them? Like, okay, good job for you having like credit credit. And you know what? Good job or not good job to you for like working your butt off to keep good credit. That's not fair. So what am I going to do next time I buy? Well, we're done. We praise the Lord. We were able to pay our house off, but I've been working since I was in the fourth grade. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, working. I, when we grew Christmas trees and strawberries and I worked at the bank, sometimes I get up, I do the strawberries. I go at five in the morning. I'd go to work at the bank. I'd come home. Yeah. And work till midnight. Years and years of that. Insane amount of work. And and, and, I, and I've that, never been too good to do any job. And I, you just brought up the point I was just about to bring up. People say, like, they're like, oh, I've been out of work for months. How? How are you out of work for months? It doesn't make any sense because there is not a lack of jobs. People are 
companies are hurting for people to have workers. Like, okay, for instance, um, at my old trivia job, they were asking me, like, do you know anyone that wants a job? Like, we really need workers. Because do you know what? It was just people thought that they were too good for that job. So they would rather steal from their neighbors, you know, get government benefits than to get off their own butt and work. I think stealing might be a little. No, it is stealing. It's taking from your neighbor. If you're fully capable. Now, there are people that are not capable of working. I'm not saying that. Right, because I never want to be calloused no, you know, I'm not. to someone who, who needs help. And I'm not saying you were saying that. I just want to make sure people know that because I know your heart. Other people might not know your heart. Yeah, I understand that. Guys, I'm not talking about the exception. I'm talking about the rule. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the person that has like really horrible disabilities. I am not talking about that person. I'm talking about that fully abled person like me, like my mom, that just think they're better than these jobs. Well... And, and, and no, you make a good point. Like, for instance, <clears throat> mom, remember, I worked here making nine sixty nine an hour for an, a year. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like I had already made way more than that working as a server. Right. But I was really committed to my career. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I will stay here for a year if like working part time. But if after a year I don't have a full time job here, I will, you know, I will work somewhere else. And like I... I scraped by, and at the time, my insurance for uh, health insurance was like four forty eight a month. Well, and what was cool is Cole Haynes. They, you got that job. Somebody from your old um, sports radio station contacted you. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, Hannah, do you want to do trivia?" And that, <clears throat> you made enough money to pay your your medical insurance, and then you'd never gotten paid to play piano in church. You know, you yeah, always, but that was after the fact. I was already full time. Yeah, by then. But but then you know that was a blessing because you could recoup some of that. Yeah. And you got a job playing piano for church. Right. But I think that what what's really important here is like, okay, how worth it is to you? Is it worth it to work hard and like strive after something? Or would you, are, are you more content just sitting there and being complacent? Right. Well, okay. So let's talk about sitting there and being complacent. Let's talk about families working together and you saving up and getting your credit up and doing your thing. Because- you bought your condo at the beach. How old were you when you closed on it? 24. Were you 24 yet? Yeah, I was 24. Okay. Right? S- I think so. so 24 you, or 23. So you bought that condo for $100,000. And <laughs> And when... Um, Which is not a lot, guys. I know it's not a lot. We found it for a deal. People yeah. had just done patchwork jobs on it. Oh, it was... It was ghetto. It, it was, was, it was ghetto in a good inside. area. <laughs> it was ghetto in a gooder area. And um, I remember back in college, like I annoyed you just a little bit and people are like, Hannah, just move out. Move out of your mom's house. You have house. enough money. Like you've been saving up for a long time. You can afford to move out and like just use that as rent. And I'm like, yeah, you could, but you'll never get a chunk of money like that again. And you yeah, listened. I, I was saved so for so thankful. long. <laughs> yeah. I was so thankful that you listened and I you did. But um I mean so, that was thanks to you though, I that I listened. Like we grew that money from so little to so much mm-hmm. by like you helping like me like put it in accounts um and having somebody invest it for us. Right. Well, I used to be an admin assistant for a financial planner mm-hmm. and um at a securities securities firm. So she helped me with that. And then too, we talked about like your grandma Johnston, your great grandma. She loved you and she saved you a little bit. Yeah. And she gave you a chunk. And I'm like, and grandma, she scrimped and saved for years for that. It would be dishonoring to to waste to waste it, to not it waste do, away. To not to not do something, you know, where it would keep on giving. So anyway, the day we closed 
Squeakosaurus. Is that what she goes by? Because we can't tell her we real can just name. We call her Squeak. Yeah. Squeak. Squeak. She messaged you because we're like, we got to find somebody who can do drywall. Oh my gosh. And who can scrape off those popcorn ceilings. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so we closed and within two hours of closing, you'd hired Squeak's husband to um, do the ceilings, patch the drywall. We'd already, before you closed, ordered new, what kind of countertops were those? Oh my gosh. We had um, Formica countertops and we ended up uh, ordering, what's it called? Um, quartz. Yeah, it was they quartz. They were really, really pretty. They were pretty. So anyway, we redid this whole condo. You invested because you'd already spent your money, but you had money in a different account for your wedding someday, but you weren't even engaged. <laughs> Not although, for two more months. <laughs> although Casey helped you remodel this too. Casey, your brother, Mario. Mario really did a ton helping. Yeah. Um, he and Huli. The whole family did, really. Yeah, everybody in the family did. And you would come between jobs. So know, we cut labor costs. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, mom, where are we at? Okay, I need you to do this. And we kind of just did it. And within two weeks, we had it completely it renovated. Was insane. And we're going to start um, a Facebook page and we'll show some before and after pictures because it really did turn out beautifully. But you borrowed from your wedding account and then fast forward, Casey asks you to marry him. Two months later. And so, and he was not living there. Nope, he didn't live there until after we got married. And um, so it's like, great, now we don't, you don't have any wedding money. So you borrowed your, because you borrowed that share back from me. And then I we, mean, I didn't borrow the whole a, share, but yeah. And we put in a portion to pay for your wedding. And then when you closed on your condo, what'd you sell it for? One seventy five. So we made $75,000 profit. In two years. In two years. Well, not profit. Because more, you owed me twenty. Well, you'd paid me back part, so you only owed me six by the time you paid me. Yeah. You sold the condo. So we made 55000 profit yeah. on it in two years because Casey and I stayed in there um, the remainder of the two years because we didn't want to pay capital gains. And so with that money, we were able to put a down payment, a pretty good amount um, mm -hmm. on our new townhome, which is <laughs> three times the size. Oh, yeah. We paid off. And brand new. Yep. And we paid off all of our debt. And so now you Other guys- Other than obviously our new mortgage. Exactly. No, I was super proud of you guys. Dad was proud of you. And now you guys are saving up X amount of dollars a month because you're hoping to buy property and- And a good chunk of land. <laughs> and, 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 and do that. So, but you know, it's going to make it trickier. It's like if you have an 805 to 829 credit score um, before you close, you might have to just like miss a few payments or something to drop your credit score. It's just insane to me. Well, like- <laughs> That's just so crazy to me because it, like, Casey, Casey had an okay credit score, but I had a stellar credit score. Like, when we sold the condo, I had an 817 credit score. Yeah, and you're, how old were you? 27 when you sold the condo? Yeah, this, I mean, I'm still 27. Okay. Yes, I was 27 when you sold It's hard it. with all these kids I have to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just, I mean, like, what? what's the reward? No, no, I... I don't think it's going to stay, but this is, this it is can't. the thing. It's, Mom, it's not sustainable. Like, it, that's, wait, have you heard what's happening in Seattle? No. Oh. And we're from Washington State. She was born oh my in gosh, I'm sorry. We're going to take a bird trail because I feel like we've probably used this. This segment's good enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's I happening? just read this morning um, yeah. about Seattle. Mom, they are giving gift cards. They called them like low, low price gift cards to drug addicts for going to treatment. They are literally giving people in Seattle gift cards <laughs> to go to treatment. 
Their unemployment rate between, I think it was 2020 and 2022, rose by t- like 10.8%. Um, they said that the biggest problems there are meth and fentanyl. Yet they're rewarding people like going to quote unquote treatment with these low, like low budget. Um, and they didn't specify how many, like the dollar amount for these gift cards. But what I, what I read was happening is that they are going to the convenience stores and they're purchasing um, the, like just different products and they're selling these products for pennies on the dollar to guess what? Go and buy more drugs. Oh my goodness. Had you heard about this at all? No, no. And, and, and it's heartbreaking. People that don't know us don't realize we want to help people, but, but that's not I, the right I'm way not to help. an enabler. Remember, you know, cause part of this, um, our podcast was, we wanted to talk about parenting and, and I'm, I'm a stinker parent. I, I, no, you're I, re- a good parent. I refuse to enable. And I think that there's certain things we do. Do we want to solve the problem? Yes. But we don't want to enable the problem. And I think that's the difference. People say, oh, you're not being nice. No, I am being nice. It's, sometimes it's not fun to be the person who solves the problem. And sometimes you never get credit for it. But this is, this is a no-brainer that that's not going to solve the problem. No, and guess who's paying for it? The taxpayers. Well, that's Washington. But I mean, it's Washington's also it's also on trouble, them for voting. Fiscally. Like, yeah, it's also on them for voting these politicians into office. Well, okay, what's their what's their their governor's name right now? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Inslee. Inslee. Yeah, because Grandpa's um, woodshop teacher was Inslee and a coach. Yeah, um, it was his, his father. Dad. And they had a chance to have Culp in. How well? It's the way it's set up because the. East side of Washington state wanted Culp and many on the West side. Which we lived in the West side. How Ensley got back in, again, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know one person, like on my Facebook feed of people living in Washington, I don't know one person that cares for him. Even even the the liberal democratic people I know I are not fans. I, I haven't heard of anybody being fans. So that kind of leads us into Hannah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the wall. Okay. Because you and I, when we used to live in San Diego, okay, I'll even go further. Just so you know, we're at like 55 minutes. Okay, well, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So my brother is a long distance hiker. He is- Oh, he's a mountain man. (laughs) uh, People that hike, they have trail names. And my brother hiked from his first big long hike. I mean, growing up from the time he was 13, he hiked. Right. And he hiked from Mexico to Canada. And it took him six months. He- he did the kickoff at the end of March, first part of April, because you want to, you want to hike in such a way that the runoff, you, you can take off early, early in the morning where the streams are narrow because later as there's melt off, the streams get more full of water, right. that kind of thing. And you want to hit the, the mountains when you hit Washington state before there's too much snow. Anyway, so he put the love of hiking in us and we will never compare to him, No, but we decided, gosh, we want to go where... Monty um, kicked off on the Pacific Crest Trail, and that's at Lake Marina in Southern California, right on the Mexican border. And so Hannah and I were there one day, and we're hiking on that. And um, and the heli- there's helicopters, you know, they back then, and that was in well, you two thousand. Two, 2002, we're hiking, and back then they managed the borders, and we still saw people in the bushes, but. Yeah, me, it was crazy. Let let me ask you this because mm. I'm not for legal I'm not against legal immigrants, not at all. You know, my my grandchildren are a quarter Mexican. 
because my sister-in-law is half Mexican. Mm-hmm. And she has dual citizenship. It, and we're all, we're all about it, but just doing it legally. Because Hannah, tell me, why do you lock your door at night? Because I don't want anyone getting in. And if you woke up in the morning and somebody was in your fridge because they were needy making breakfast. We have many guns. Yeah. But would you say, get out of my house? I yeah. didn't invite you in. A hundred percent. Now, if somebody knocked on your door and said, Mrs. Hickox, I'm really hungry. Do you have anything for me to eat, that I could eat? Yeah. And I would absolutely fix them a plate. Yeah. And that's... And I mean, that's, if I had if I had food to offer. But this whole the finishing the wall that we didn't do and managing our borders, it's not that we don't want to be kind or caring or have immigrants. It's that we have to manage it. It's... I was thinking the other day about this. It kind of reminds me when you're in an airplane, what do they say to do if, if, if the masks fall Put out? Put on your own mask before helping anyone else. And why is that? Because if you're, if you don't have oxygen, how are you going to have help anyone else? Yeah. You're going to pass out. Yeah. So I guess that's why we, we want to manage our borders is just because we want to be able to take care of ourselves. So then we can help other people and we can do the right things. And it's not wrong to enjoy having worked hard either, but yeah, we want to help. And especially like people, children. People act like the United States is so crazy for our, our um, qualifications for living in the United States. Oh my gosh. They're so lax compared to other like areas. Do you know how much harder it is? Like it's, it's, there's so many places that it's way harder to, um, to migrate to. Mm-hmm. And like, there's some places where like, <clears throat> You move there and A, you don't get citizenship right away. It takes years and years and years. And B, you can't make money from that same economy, like like from, from that country's economy. You have to make it from your country of origin or you just have to be independently wealthy and like you have to contribute to their economy in some way. You can't just take from them. Oh, yeah. And well, so like people act like we're so crazy for, you know, not letting all these people in. And it's like... Wh- why it's kind of similar to how like amazing Brexit was for England mm-hmm. because like the freaking EU was awful because you know what people were doing? They were like essentially just stealing from England. <laughs> like they're like, Oh, free healthcare. That's great. I'm just going to like steal from them. And they would take all the benefits and then kind of leave them high and dry. So I think Brexit was like incredible. Well, and speaking such a smart, of that, smart thing to do. When we lived in San Diego, I had friends that went across the border every day. And one of my friends, I thought she was Mexican because her, all of her family lived in Mexico. And she said, no, I'm American. When my mom was eight months pregnant, she came across the border and she had me here. I, and her birth certificate's American and then took her back across the border. And the thing is, is... I think we have to make it so people, everybody contributes. In our home, everybody contributes. It's kind of like we read the story, The Little Red Hen, to our children. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm like this, and I think it's fair to be like this because I've known a lot of people. Like my dad, we'll talk about grandpa and we can wrap it up because I know okay. we're, we're at an hour. Yeah. But my dad, from the time he was a boy, he worked hard. And he I mean, wore, he could barely move his hands by the time he passed away. Yeah, he when he when he when he passed away, he said, "If I'd have known I was going to live so long, I'd have taken better care of myself." But the truth is, he spiked on the railroad. He could windmill two spike malls, like one going and then the other. And one time, he had a motorcycle wreck, and he broke both hands. And he had my mom wrap his hands 
so he could go to work. And he's like, keep these fingers out. I got to keep these fingers out so I can work. Yeah. Because he, the one thing he didn't want is to lose his job. And that's what, like, I'm almost getting emotional now just thinking about it. Because, like, when I see certain people, you know, just so willing to just take from the government and just accept a handout. But then I have, like, these family members, like, you know, grandpa and, like, you and just so many different people or, like, I don't know, like, I know it sounds silly to say I was working three jobs. There was other times in my life, like, where I, I was doing even more, but like, I, I see you guys and like the amount of like, act, like his hands were actually broken. Oh, he worked and with he double was still pneumonia. Working, he, but like, he worked when he broke his foot. People nowadays are just too good for like, you know, a minimum, like a minimum wage job. So Cinderella Man, have you watched Cinderella Man? Um, are you kidding me? It's one of my favorites. I made Casey watch it with me on the plane. Cinderella Man. Okay, so Sugar Coated and Cinderella Man. Those are some great, some great movies. If you want something and you're like scanning and thinking, what should we watch? Cinderella Man. It's incredible. But anyway. And his manager too. In Cinderella Man. Yeah. Yeah. It was and that's really. A tr- Cinderella Man's a true story too. Ah. Uh, so you're anyway. going to make me cry. Those are great <laughs> stories. Anyway, we love you guys. God bless you. And don't forget, we saved you a spot. <laughs> All right. God bye bless. everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.